Hare Krishna. This is a reading from the Srimad Bhagavatam, third canto, chapter 25, texts 19 through 24. Lord Kapila instructs Devahuti to associate with sadhus and the symptoms of a sadhu. Text 19. Lord Kapila continued, Perfection in self-realization cannot be attained by any kind of yogi unless he engages in devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, for that is the only auspicious path. Purport by Srila Prabhupada that knowledge and renunciation are never perfect unless joined by devotional service is explicitly explained here. Now, yujamanaya means without being dovetailed. When there is devotional service, then the question is where to offer that service. Devotional service is to be offered to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the Supersoul of everything for that is the only reliable path of self-realization or Brahman-realization. The word Brahma-siddhaye means to understand oneself to be different from matter, to understand oneself to be Brahman. The Vedic words are aham brahmasmi. Brahma-siddhi means that one should know that he is not matter, he is pure soul. There are different kinds of yogis, but every yogi is supposed to engage in self-realization or Brahman-realization. It is clearly stated here that unless one is fully engaged in the devotional service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one cannot have easy approach to the path of Brahma-siddhi. In the beginning of the second canto of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, it is stated that when one engages himself in the devotional service of Vasudev, spiritual knowledge and renunciation of the material world automatically become manifest. Thus, a devotee does not have to try separately for renunciation or knowledge. Devotional service itself is so powerful that by one's service attitude, everything is revealed. It is stated here, Shiva Pantaha. This is the only auspicious path for self-realization. The path of devotional service is the most confidential means for attaining Brahman realization. That perfection in Brahman realization is attained through the auspicious path of devotional service indicates that the so-called Brahman realization or realization of the Brahmajyoti effulgence, is not Brahmasiddhi. Beyond that Brahmajyoti, there is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. In the Upanishads, a devotee prays to the Lord to kindly put aside the effulgence, Brahmajyoti, so that the devotee may see within the Brahmajyoti the actual eternal form of the Lord. Unless one attains realization of the transcendental form of the Lord, there is no question of bhakti, 
Bhakti necessitates the existence of the recipient of devotional service and the devotee who renders devotional service. Brahmasiddhi, through devotional service, is realization of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The understanding of the effulgent rays of the body of the Supreme Godhead is not the perfect stage of Brahmasiddhi or Brahman realization, nor is the realization of the Paramatma feature of the Supreme Person perfect. For Bhagavan, the Supreme Personality of Godhead is Akilatma. He is the Supersoul. One who realizes the Supreme Person realizes other features, namely the Paramatma feature and the Brahman feature, and that total realization is Brahma Siddhi. Text 20. Every learned man knows very well that attachment for the material is the greatest entanglement of the spirit soul. But that same attachment, when applied to the self-realized devotees, opens the door of liberation. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. Here it is clearly stated that attachment for one thing is the cause of bondage in conditioned life. And the same attachment, when applied to something else, opens the door of liberation. Attachment cannot be killed. It has simply to be transferred. Attachment for material things is called material consciousness. And attachment for Krishna, or his devotees, is called Krishna consciousness. Consciousness is therefore the platform of attachment. It is clearly stated here that when we simply purify that consciousness from material consciousness to Krishna consciousness, we attain liberation. Despite the statement that one should give up attachment, desirelessness is not possible for a living entity. A living entity, by constitution, has the propensity to be attached to something. We see that if someone has no object of attachment, if he has no children, then he transfers his attachment to cats and dogs. This indicates that the propensity for attachment cannot be stopped. It must be utilized for the best purpose. Our attachment for material things perpetuates our conditioned state. But the same attachment, when transferred to the personality of Godhead or his devotee, is the source of liberation. Here it is recommended that attachment should be transferred to the self-realized devotees, the sadhus. And who is a sadhu? A sadhu is not just an ordinary man with a saffron robe or a long beard. A sadhu is described in Bhagavad Gita as one who unflinchingly engages in devotional service. Even though one is found to be not following the strict rules and regulations of devotional service, if one simply has unflinching faith in Krishna, the Supreme Person, he 
is understood to be a sadhu. Sadhur Eva Samantavya. A sadhu is a strict follower of devotional service. It is recommended here that if one at all wants to realize Brahman or spiritual perfection, his attachment should be transferred to the sadhu or devotee. Lord Chaitanya also confirmed this. Lava Matra Sadhu Sange Sarva Siddhi Simply by a moment's association with a sadhu, one can attain perfection. Mahatma is a synonym of sadhu. It is said that service to a Mahatma, or elevated devotee of the Lord, is Dwaram Ahur Vimukte, the royal road of liberation. Mahatsevam Dwaram Ahur Vimuktes Tamo Dvaram Yosita Sangi Sangam. Srimad Bhagavatam 5.5.2. Rendering service to the materialists has the opposite effect. If one offers service to a gross materialist or a person engaged only in sense enjoyment, then, by association with such a person, the door to hell is opened. The same principle is confirmed here. Attachment to a devotee is attachment to the service of the Lord, because if one associates with a sadhu, the result will be that the sadhu will teach him how to become a devotee, a worshiper, and sincere servitor of the Lord. These are the gifts of a sadhu. If we want to associate with a sadhu, we cannot expect him to give us instructions on how to improve our material condition but he will give us instructions on how to cut the knot of the contamination of material attraction and how to elevate ourselves in devotional service. That is the result of associating with a sadhu. Kapila Muni first of all instructs that the path of liberation begins with such association. Text 21. The symptoms of a sadhu are that he is tolerant, merciful, and friendly to all living entities. He has no enemies. He is peaceful. He abides by the scriptures. And all his characteristics are sublime. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. A sadhu, as described above, is a devotee of the Lord. His concern, therefore, is to enlighten people in devotional service to the Lord. That is his mercy. He knows that without devotional service to the Lord, human life is spoiled. A devotee travels all over the country, from door to door, preaching, Be Krishna conscious. Be a devotee of Lord Krishna. Don't spoil your life in simply fulfilling your animal propensities. Human life is meant for self-realization or Krishna consciousness. These are the preachings of a sadhu. He is not satisfied with his own liberation. 
He always thinks about others. He is the most compassionate personality toward all fallen souls. Therefore, one of his qualifications is karunika, great mercy to the fallen souls. While engaged in preaching work, he has to meet with so many opposing elements, and therefore the sadhu, or devotee of the Lord, has to be very tolerant. Someone may ill-treat him, because the conditioned souls are not prepared to receive this transcendental knowledge of devotional service. They do not like it. That is their disease. The sadhu has the thankless task of impressing upon them the importance of devotional service. Sometimes devotees are personally attacked with violence. Lord Jesus Christ was crucified. Haridas Thakur was caned in 22 marketplaces. And Lord Chaitanya's principal associate, Lord Nityananda, was violently attacked by Jagai and Madai. But still, they were tolerant, because their mission was to deliver the fallen souls. One of the qualifications of a sadhu is that he is very tolerant and merciful to the fallen souls. He is merciful because he is the well-wisher of all living entities. He is not only a well-wisher of human society, but a well-wisher of animal society as well. It is said here, sarva dehinam, which indicates all living entities who have accepted material bodies. Not only does the human being have a material body, but all other living entities, such as cats and dogs, also have material bodies. The devotee of the Lord is merciful to everyone, the cats, dogs, trees, etc. He treats all living entities in such a way that they can ultimately gain salvation from this material entanglement. Shivananda Sain, one of the disciples of Lord Chaitanya, gave liberation to a dog by treating the dog transcendentally. There are many instances where a dog got salvation by the association with a sadhu, because a sadhu engages in the highest philanthropic activities for the benediction of all living entities. Yet, although a sadhu is not inimical toward anyone, the world is so ungrateful that even a sadhu has many enemies. What is the difference between an enemy and a friend? It is a difference in behavior. A sadhu behaves with all conditioned souls for their ultimate relief from material entanglement. Therefore, no one can be more friendly than a sadhu in relieving a conditioned soul. A sadhu is calm. He quietly and peacefully follows the principles of Scripture. A sadhu means one who follows the principles of Scripture and at the same time is a devotee of the Lord. One who actually follows the principles of Scripture must be a devotee of God, because all the Shastras instruct us to obey the orders of the Personality of Godhead. Therefore, a sadhu means a follower of the scriptural injunctions and a devotee of the Lord. All these characteristics are prominent in a devotee. A devotee develops all good qualities of the demigods, whereas a non-devotee, even though academically qualified, 
has no actual good qualifications or good characteristics, according to the standard of transcendental realization. Text 22. Such a sadhu engages in staunch devotional service to the Lord without deviation. For the sake of the Lord, he renounces all other connections, such as family relationships and friendly acquaintances within this world. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. A person in the renounced order of life, a sannyasi, is also called a sadhu, because he renounces everything, his home, his comfort, his friends, his relatives, and his duties to friends and family. He renounces everything for the sake of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. A sannyasi is generally in the renounced order of life, but his renunciation will be successful only when his energy is employed in the service of the Lord with great austerity. It is said here, therefore, Bhaktim Korvanti Yedridham. A person who seriously engages in the service of the Lord and is in the renounced order of life is a sadhu. A sadhu is one who has given up all responsibility to society, family, and worldly humanitarianism simply for the service of the Lord. As soon as he takes his birth in this world, a person has so many responsibilities and obligations to the public, to the demigods, to great sages, to the general living beings, to his parents, to the family forefathers, and so many others. When he gives up all such obligations for the sake of the service of the Supreme Lord, he is not punished for such renunciation of obligation. But if for sense gratification a person renounces all such obligations, he is punished by the laws of nature. Text 23 Engaged constantly in chanting and hearing about me, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the sadhus do not suffer from material miseries because they are always filled with thoughts of my pastimes and activities. Report by Srila Prabhupada There are multifarious miseries in material existence, those pertaining to the body and mind, those imposed by other living entities, and those imposed by natural disturbances. But his sadhu is not disturbed by such miserable conditions, because his mind is always filled with Krishna consciousness, and thus he does not like to talk about anything but the activities of the Lord. Maharaj Ambarish did not speak of anything but the pastimes of the Lord. Vachamsi Vaikuntha Gunarnavarnane Srimad Bhagavatam 9.4.18 He engaged his words only in glorification of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. 
sadhus are always interested in hearing about the activities of the Lord or his devotees. Since they are filled with Krishna consciousness, they are forgetful of the material miseries. Ordinary conditioned souls, being forgetful of the activities of the Lord, are always full of anxieties and material tribulations. On the other hand, since the devotees always engage in topics of the Lord, they are forgetful of the miseries of material existence. Text 24 O my mother, O virtuous lady, these are the qualities of great devotees who are freed from all attachment. You must seek attachment to such holy men, for this counteracts the pernicious effects of material attachment. Purport by Srila Prabhupada Kapila Muni herein advises his mother Devahuti that if she wants to be freed from material attachment, she should increase her attachment for the sadhus, or devotees, who are completely freed from all material attachment. In Bhagavad Gita, 15th chapter, verse 5, it is stated who is qualified to enter into the kingdom of Godhead. It is said there, Nirmama moha jita sangadosha. This refers to one who is completely freed from the puffed up condition of material possessiveness. A person may be materially very rich, opulent, and respectable, but if he at all wants to transfer himself to the spiritual kingdom, back home, back to Godhead, then he has to be freed from the puffed up condition of material possessiveness, because that is a false position. The word moha used here means the false understanding that one is rich or poor. In this material world, the conception that one is very rich or very poor or any such consciousness in connection with material existence is false because this body itself is false or temporary. A pure soul who is prepared to be freed from this material entanglement, must first of all be freed from the association of the three modes of nature. Our consciousness at the present moment is polluted because of association with the three modes of nature. Therefore, in Bhagavad Gita, the same principle is stated. It is advised, Jita Sangha Dosha, one should be freed from the contamination of association of the three modes of nature. Here also, in Srimad Bhagavatam, this is confirmed. A pure devotee, who is preparing to transfer himself to the spiritual kingdom, is also freed from the association of the three modes of material nature. We have to seek the association of such devotees. For this reason, we have begun the international society, for Krishna consciousness. There are many mercantile, scientific, and other associations in human society to develop a particular type of education or consciousness 
but there is no association which helps one to get freed from all material association. If anyone has reached the stage where he must become freed from all the material contamination, then he has to seek out the association of devotees, wherein Krishna consciousness is exclusively cultured. One can thereby become freed from all material association. Because a devotee is freed from all contaminated material association, he is not affected by the miseries of material existence. Even though he appears to be in the material world, he is not affected by the miseries of the material world. How is this possible? There is a very good example in the activities of a cat. The cat carries her kittens in her mouth, and when she kills a rat, she also carries that booty in her mouth. Thus, both are carried in the mouth of the cat, but they are in different conditions. The kitten feels comfort in the mouth of the mother, whereas when the rat is carried in the mouth of the cat, the rat feels the blows of death. Similarly, those who are sadhava, or devotees, engaged in Krishna consciousness in the transcendental service of the Lord, do not feel the contamination of material miseries. Whereas those who are not devotees in Krishna consciousness actually feel the miseries of material existence. One should therefore give up the association of materialistic persons and seek association of persons engaged in Krishna consciousness. And by such association, he will benefit in spiritual advancement. By their words and instructions, he will be able to cut off his attachment to material existence. <laughs>